0: Uh, it's summer So your boy is straight out the jumbo. I just came uh, fresh out the gym uh, boy <coughs> Oh they got showers up in there so I'm real nice clean and fresh right now Oh, <sighs> prior to having like this is like my normal type of energy. I noticed that like when I normally talk and like I'm starting to feel normal, I have like a, I have like energy, I have like power, I have like a lot of strength, I have like a lot of speed and a lot of excitement. Like, when I'm, like, normally speaking, like, if I can talk to a person who kind of, like, gets me a little bit, you know, like, they don't have to, like, fully accept me, but, like, a person who, like, kind of, like, will listen to, like, what I'm saying a little bit. I noticed that, like, my normal bass line is, like, super loud, a lot of energy, and a lot of brand spanking new ideas. But I was thinking, I was like, that's me normal. Now, for the the majority of the day, I am deep. Down, and I have to monitor myself a lot, but like for the most part, I'm sort of, kind of a little bit depression, a little bit psychotic, a little bit anxiety risen. I'm like, I basically just kind of lay there and don't do anything. And, well, I've kind of had this since I was, like, a kid, especially 100%, like, when I was, like, maybe 13 years old, that, like, once, like, before, when I was 13, I would, like, live the life of, like, a normal person, which is when the sun is up, you are awake, and when the sun is down, you are asleep. And when nighttime would come around, I've always been an insomniac. So I would kind of always just be up at like two o'clock in the morning, just kind of staring at the dark ceiling and where my mind goes is like a hundred percent negative of thinking of, of all, all the, like, it's not worth it anymore. Like literally like nothing becomes worth it. I was even thinking earlier of like, even if I bought like a Lamborghini, I was like, that wouldn't really excite me. Of course I would be happy about it. And, but like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, like, jumping around, screaming, like, fuck, yeah, you know, like, I did it. It would just kind of be, like, another experience that I'm happy for. But, like, I was thinking, like, wh- like how do I motivate myself? And honestly, say I have no idea. But, like, I was thinking of, like, what if I was able to push myself to a whole nother level? Because... When I'm on and, like, I'm awake and I'm ready to go, I'm super energetic, and that's my normal baseline. And I'm like, what if I could push it to where it's a level of high energy for me? Like, I'm already high energy, like, compared to other people, but what if... What if I could push myself how do I explain it? It's almost like if you have like 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 a superhero, right? You have a, a, a normal person named Bob, and then you have a superhero named Kent or, or whatever. And to Bob benching like 315 pounds is like a huge goal and achievement that if Bob could bench, pick up 315 pounds, that would, that will require him to work out for like six months straight of focusing on his chest to bench 315 pounds. But if you go to Kent, a superhero, 315 pounds, he could pick up with, like, his pinky. So Kent would have, like, a, a, a goal for Kent would be benching 300,000 pounds. And Bob, looking at Kent benching 315 pounds, is like, buddy, you need to slow down. Buddy, you need to stop. You're going to hurt yourself. Oh, he must be on this. He must be on this and that. Uh, So Kent is forced to be like Bob and only bench 315 pounds. And once you do that for a few years, you start to become like a normal person. That once Kent goes back to bench that 300,000 pounds, it's going to be nearly impossible for Kent to pick it up because he's been surrounded by people who are normal. So, say if I, Paul Frazier, is Kent, I've just been, like, I've been too normal. But now, now that I'm in a, like, I can't speak too much on it, but I, (laughs) I am in the arena. I am in the arena. I am in the arena of the most top-of-the-line superheroes on the planet. And I'm not talking nonsense. Like I'm literally physically in the same room with them now. And, <laughs> and it's like... Finally, it's like me just being normal now around my employers is like not like they don't worry about like, oh, shit, like, I don't know if I could trust this guy. Like they actually accept me for who I am, my employer, the people who are giving me money so I can take this money and put it into things to better myself. They support me now. I've never had this before. It's super weird. So, before all this, like, before I turned on today, I was sitting in my truck, and I was thinking about going to the gym, right? And, like, I didn't want to go to the gym, and I kind of already made the decision that I'm not going to the gym today. I ain't finna do it. I ain't finna go up in there. It was like 2.45 a.m. Today is December 31st, 2022. The last day of the year. And, you know, I don't have any friends. I don't have any family. I don't speak to anybody whatsoever that I don't need to speak to. And I was sitting there and I was just like, I was kind of zonged out. Like, because, like, I just, you know, put down like a whole ass pizza, (sighs) stuffed crust pizza, and I sat there and I was like, I was kind of like zonged out, and I was on Spotify, (laughs) which, if you watch, listen to my. Last podcast, you know, I don't fuck with Spotify. I'm starting to figure out why I don't fuck with Spotify is because like when I first started to listen to Spotify, there was like, oh, one or two ads, maybe every 30 minutes. But now it's like every like third song. It's like I have to listen to like four 30 second ads. And it's like I'm on the gauntlet. I'm on the stepper, I'm, like, fucking 10 minutes deep into a workout, and now I have to fucking listen to fucking, oh, these airlines of, like, oh, get a ticket, it's like, I don't have time to fucking, I gotta start, like, we're just about to start back up, guys, like, guys, we gotta get it together, like, we got, this crunch time right now, like, like, uh, I just got some like messages, notifications from like the top people in my company of like, hey, like, um, like it's time to like go, you know, like, um, starting again in a few days of like where I'm gonna start like, you know, working again. So, like, it's kind of like go time right now. So, like, I'm, like, kind of going back around, like, getting back into the gym. I need to get back into shape a little bit, you know, just so I can, like, go out there. Right now, like, I'm a bit fat. But, like, towards the end of the year, even if I, like, I'm not, like, fit looking, I still want to have, like, uh, muscle in my legs, So, coming back around to, like, me motivating myself, it was super weird. What did I do? I was, like, zonged out. I was super tired. I was like, eh. And then I took four scoops of pre-workout, which if you don't know what pre-workout is, it's it's like caffeine, basically. And I drank that down, and, like, I didn't really get, like, the... I don't know, you ever drink a cup of coffee and, like, it doesn't give you energy and you're like, oh, no, I'm actually going to have to wheel this one through. (sighs) And then I drank the cup and then, like, what happened? I drank the cup of the pre-workout and then I prepped my gym bag. And then at that point, I was just like, I really could just not go to the gym and go to sleep right now because it's like sort of coming to the end of my day because I'm a nocturnal person. So I'll be awake from like maybe 3 p.m. So I'll wake up at like 3 p.m. And then like I'll go to like right now, maybe about 7, 7 a.m. So like I was like, you know, we could just end the night. Early tonight and like my gym bag was prepped. Um, but like I started my truck and then like started like you know defrosting the windshield. And then like I went into the gym and like you know, like I scanned the thing. I had my head down, I didn't even look at anybody because there was some people in there, you know, there was like maybe like 10 people in there or whatever. I went to the locker room put my gym bag in the locker, put my glasses in the locker, put my keys in the locker, uh, put on my headphones, uh, went to the restroom, and then came out and then got on the stepper, and then boom, baby, we here. You know, and, like, I kind of, like, suffered. Like, I was, like, you know, because I had that pizza, like, I was, like, feeling kind of groggy. I was kind of feeling, like, a little bit, like, ugh, You know, like, um, but I did a full, whole-ass hour. You know, it was only, like, I'm, like, I would say between the the level between, like, one and six. If you don't know what a stepper is, it's just, like, you picture, like, a flight of stairs. That's, like, cyclical, and, like, it, like, keeps on going. So, like, you're walking up a flight of stairs, and the reason why, like, the gauntlet... Or the stepper is because like it's my body weight, you know, like I'm 350 <laughs> I wish I was three hundred and fifteen pounds. I'm three hundred and fifty pounds. So I'm picking like I'm I'm using my body weight against myself. You know, um if I'm doing the treadmill, which is also very good for me, it's just like you're kinda walking, but you're not lifting your body up, like walking up the stairs. Um, or if I like, I'm doing like the elliptical, it's like, it kind of moves your feet for you. Um, or if like I was doing like, um, or just like body weight stuff, if I'm only focusing on the dumbbells, that's not really going to help me right now because your boy is thick. Your boy is like, I'm, I'm like to that point where like, it's like the biggest that I get almost, I'd say I could easily get up to like 370, pounds but at that point like even right now it's just like it's it's like when I'm like getting out of my bed or if I have to like put on my shoes it's like difficult for me and it's just like I don't mind being big I kind of like being big and I think that's like a thing subconsciously in my mind that keeps me like fat is like I do like being a bigger person, but I know I'm smart enough to understand that if I had muscles and big arms and like a small waist, you look so much bigger. Like you look huge. You look like a like a superhero. Like if you look like that, but um what I'm trying to say is like if I if I were to push it to like three hundred seventy pounds like right now it's already too exhausting it's already too exhausting to like put on my socks put on my shoes so I'm like I it can, I get in the way of myself and I can't understand, like I I i I can't do that I can't do that like I can't be in the way of myself because like I realized that like you know I had a girlfriend at one point and like I had to kind of let her go because I realized that I was kind of like mean at some times because like, I remember I said one thing to her. I said, I said, you have to understand that like right now, like I'm like a freight train. And if you get in the way, you're just going to get ran over. And like, you know, like I would say things like that. So, Like, she wanted to get married, and, like, she really... Like, we did love each other, but I realized that I wasn't good for her. So, I kind of had to let her go. So, I think that that's also another problem why I don't have any friends or any family. And pushing all... Like, there's nobody else in my life besides my employer, and I am loving the living shit out of that right now. Like, I absolutely love... That like I, I I'm at the pinnacle of like Hollywood right now. So so nobody can get in my way, and if they do get in my way, obviously they are out of my life. You're done. You're fired. You are fired from being my friend. You are fired. You are fired. You're done. So, so it's like that mentality that I just noticed that's inside of me. So if it's me getting in the way of me, it's got to stop. So that's why I can't gain any more weight from right here. Any more weight than 350 pounds is is me getting in the way of me, and that's an absolute no-go. That's no, it's absolutely not. So that's why I noticed subconsciously, I kind of it's like I noticed that that's kind of like for like everybody though. It's like they kind of just stay in the same weight for like years. and then you see something, like, tragic happen to them, and then either they, like, skyrocket in weight, and they get huge, and then they stay around that same weight. Or, like, you know, maybe they get, like, anorexic, but they, it's, like, weird. I don't know what that is. Of, like, how people just stay in the same weight category. Um. But the point is, like, now, like, I, I have to lose, like... Maybe not even lose weight, but I just got to be a little bit more limber. I got to be able to just put on my damn shoes and get out the damn door and go on adventures and do that shit right away. Or it's is going to be a problem. The problem is going to be that I'm going to be upset. And I don't want to be upset because I'm already depressed enough. So I'm really excited to see what's going to happen with me in the next couple of years. I'm really excited to see of what I can do on this planet because like, I'm really supposed to be like dead right now. You know, like Los Angeles was supposed to be my grave site. Los Angeles was supposed to be the place that I was supposed to die because (laughs) you know, like I was like in a 2015 Ford fusion that I bought. It was a car That I bought from a dealership that I really, 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 like I wanted it. And then at the time, because like when you go to buy a car, they need physical proof of your income. How are you going to pay me $470 every single month? for this car so when you drive off the lot you know there's no problems so at the time I had a security job and it was they changed the name so I'm going to put it out there it was called Magnus Security and both of them of the the chairman of or I guess both the the CEO and the owners of the company right were these two guys and they're from the United Kingdom and they had the security company and they were brand spanking new. And I told them the very first time that we met that, like, hi, hey, I'm looking for a job that I can hold down for a few years and keep this job. Like, I want I want a stable job. I want to really, I want to keep this job. Like, that was just supposed to be my job. They said, so, oh, yeah, that's perfect. That's exactly what we're looking for. And I worked some jobs for them, which was like a construction site. And obviously construction's not going to be there forever. And it got to a point where they said, well, sorry, buddy, we don't have any um, more sites for you. And I was like, okay. And the, the problem was, is that I was working like, Five days a week, right? And they're not paying me. So I remember it got to a point where they were three weeks late. Of like not paying me. And it was supposed to be weekly. Um, And I remember at that time that like by the time that they did pay me, they paid me $1,800 in like one check which I was like the biggest check that I've ever gotten. And he finally paid me. And I think, see, that's the problem with my past is like, it's so fuzzy. I'm like, how, like how, like I'm uh, like, uh, like I'm focusing on trying to like, um, figure out what happened. Like, was it one and then two and then three, or was it one, three, and then two? The point is, is that like I bought this brand new car and then the job said, oh, well, we can't pay you anymore. Ha ha ha. And at the same time, like it was a security job and then it was, I had my security guard card and it expired. So you have to do your security guard card every single, you have to get like, do like another test. They got to teach you because like, you know, like, ah, ha ha. It's like a security guard. It's just like, oh, anybody can do a security guard. It's like, no, you need like a legitimate license from the state of California and you have to get like taught of like, your only job is to observe and report. So it's basically like another eight hour class of them teaching you like this and that because like, you know, like when you think of security guard, you think of like TV shows and like a big fat guy coming and tackling somebody. If you lay your hands on anybody, you're going to jail, correct? Yes. So we know this. You don't lay your hands on anybody. You observe and you report. That's basically like all you got to know. I was very brand new at this time. Like I've only renewed my security guard card like maybe two, three times. So I'm very like like the point is that I was like I was trying to renew it and trying and trying and trying and for some reason. I just could not get it done. So it's like, (laughs) it's like my job is not working. It's like my, 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 my world around me was just falling apart. And then like, I'm getting calls on my phone of like, Hey, you need to pay us. Hey, is the car insured? Obviously, it's not insured. I remember at one point, I was so low on money that I was out of gas, and then I had to call the CEO guy, and he had to come and give me $60 to put in my gas because I ran out of uh, out of gas. So all of all this is happening, I'm running out of time, I'm running out of gas, like, I had to do some horrible things. I had to go and steal some people's gas to to keep going. Like I'm I'm having to go into Walmart and steal food just to eat. Like this was a ho- like 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 literally like my my world is just burning around me. And it gets to a point where, you know, they're calling, hey, we're going to come get the car. We're going to repossess the car. So in my mind, I'm just going to like just go wherever. And like I came to Los Angeles. I'm living in Los Angeles. I'm 15 minutes away from Logan Paul's house. And this is way after me going to jail going to jail to, to for going to Logan Paul's house. This is like, after. this is way after, you know, after I got out of jail, things only got worse. I'm like living at this like library that was right next to a police station. And I would keep the car there and I would try to drive the car as least as possible. And I would go to the, the gym to take a shower and everything like that and then I was parking in front of the gym this and that happened and got to a point where I walked from the gym to the library and when I came back to the gym my car is gone and I remember at that moment it like Like, I, like, it was, like, there's literally no way for me to explain of, like, oh, shit. Like, oh, my God. Like, it's, like, literally having, like, maybe your, all your intestines fall out of your body. Like, someone, like, gutted you at the gut, right? And all of your intestines fall out of your body. Like, and, and you can't die. It's like, it it was to the point where, where if you're playing a video game and it got too real and it got so serious that you want, you want, you want to hit the stop button, but there is no button. There's no button. Like, like you have to keep going, not for motivation. Like, I meant like there's, there's no stop. Like, do you know how hard it is to kill yourself? It's like at that point, like when, like, because what, what happened? Right. What happened? I went inside and they said, oh, oh yeah, they came in looking like asking for Paul Fraser. Where's Paul Fraser? We're here to repossess the car. I wasn't there by the time that I got back. So I'm standing there and I'm talking to the gym guy who I've never talked to before because I try to be under the radar and I only come in at nighttime when no one's in there and I got access through the fob the key fob and I go in there and I take my shower. So like, I never even talked to this guy before and my car is gone. Um, thankfully I had my phone with me, but you know, my, I, my, my driver's license is gone. My EBT card's gone. My social security number card is gone. Everything's gone and I w- like, there was a bank right next to the, to the gym that I was going to. And I was just standing there like, like, Oh shit. Like I can't call anybody because I have no family. Like I literally have no one's number. <laughs> um, And I just had to walk, I think it was like eight hours to the EBT office. Like eight hours total of walking because obviously I started right there. Maybe it was 3 p.m. or something. I'm going to get the times wrong. But like I just had to start walking, 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 walking. And, you know, I'm in basketball shorts and a shirt. And, uh, and then I keep walking until I can't walk anymore. And like, it's very, very tired. And it was so cold. It was freezing cold. It was awful. The worst part was the wind, the wind. It was so cold that like, I remember like there was this old, dirty, pink couch, that someone was throwing away and like still had the cushions on it. So that was amazing. And I just had to like lay down on the couch and fall asleep for like a little bit and just get through the night. Because as soon as the sun comes up, it gets a little bit warmer. So like I just sat there, just, just laid there, just shivering. Just shivering and shivering and shivering. And then the sun comes up and it doesn't get warm. It gets a little bit warmer, you know, so it's still freezing cold and just walking and walking and then staying at a bus stop to see if they can give me a, nope, sorry, you got to pay the fee and just keep on walking and walking and walking and like, the EBT office is, like, deep in, like, an industrial type of, like, there's, like, a junkyard. There's, like, a whole bunch of crash cars. And, like, then there's, like, this cement place. And you're just walking all the way past that. And, like, I remember I got to the EBT office. And, obviously, EBT is free money. So the line is long as fuck. And then, like, I explained to them what happened. Um, I think I gave them... Like, like I told them what happened everything like that. And then you just, you, you, you give them your name and then you're, you're going to wait for the social worker. And then you, you, like, I just stood in the, the hallway and I'm waiting and waiting and I'm just sitting there and my vision just starts to go. And like, like I'm feeling like I'm just going to like pass out. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm dying. Like, I'm literally, I'm like, like, it was weird because it felt like, it looked like my vision was like half, like, well, like, like a TV screen was like half like gray and it's like slowly dissipating into nothing. Like I can, I could barely see. So like I sat down and like, I'm like, like ever like my legs and my hands were all tingly and... Like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm dying. And like, um, I got the security guard to call the ambulance. Um, the ambulance finally gets there. They ask me if I'm suicidal and I'm like, what the fuck do you think? and like i remember like as soon as like they put me on the 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 gurney like um they were calling my name and they they pulled me away and you know you get in the ambulance and i'm not going to lie there they're. they're, they're there was part of me of like, like this, this is the right way because they have to help me. Like there was like a, there was a little bit in there of where it was kind of hitting the stop button of like, where it's too real. And I'm like, they have to help me. Like, and, and I went in there and with psychotic wards, For, like, normal people, they don't know where it is. Psychotic wards are in the hospital. It's, like, in, like, the top floor of, like, where they put all the crazy people. So they wheeled me into the ambulance, right? And um, I'm in there. And, like, you talk to the lady with a plexiglass window. And they're, like, you talk to the person. And, like, there was a police officer there. And he was standing there, you know, talking to, like, uh, one of the doctors or whatever. And they're talking to me. they asked asking me, so what are you feeling right now? And I'm like, well, I feel like I just don't want to live. Like, I'm like, this is horrible. I'm like, I want to kill myself. Like, 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 if that could be, like, the easiest way. And, that, you know, they go deeper. They say, how would you kill yourself? And I would say, I really want to take that police officer's gun and shoot myself right now. And they're like, oh, okay, okay. And, um, you know, um, they. Was I handcuffed? I think they handcuff you. But, um, you know, you. you you do some paperwork. Um, I signed a piece of paper. You go into the elevator. They take you to the top. And then you're with the police officer and then a few of the other nurses or doctors or whatever. And the police officer, he takes his gun and he puts it in a lockbox because you can't go into where all the crazy people are with a gun. Um, and then, like, I talked to another doctor guy um and they gave me some pills. They gave me some more medication which at that time I was kind of off my medication. Um and then they they have to, you know, they they take your shoes because it has like laces. No, they take the laces in the shoes and then um you you go take a shower and you have to take off your clothes and then you go into like a gown or like, not like, not a gown. It was like a pale, like a mint colored green pants and then shirt. And then like, I took a shower and, and then you're, you're in there with a whole bunch of like crazy people. And then like, I stayed in there for like six days, you know, at that point, um, you know, I remember the last day, uh, a black doctor, he came up to me and was like, Hey, you know how are you say, I was like, well, I still suicidal. And they're like, all right, they're like, all right, you're done. <laughs> like, you know, they, and, and then like, what happens? Right. Um, they gave me a prescription for some sort of medication that I was supposed to go pick up. And then they referred me to a homeless shelter, and I was like, "Thank God!" I was like, "This was the right move." And I walked down. It was like maybe like a mile or something. So that's like when you're walking and you don't have a car. That's a long fucking walk. It was like a mile or two, and I, I walked into the place, and um, they you get like a little. ID, a little blue ID, and, you know, at this point, you have no laces in your shoes, and I walk in there, and I stayed in there, and then you kind of just wait around all day, and it's like a church kind of thing, so you can go inside, and they kind of, like, talk to you, oh, God is great, this and that, Um, and then they give you free food, and I'm like, oh, thank God, like, I'm not going to... Like, like, I'm not going to wither away on the streets because that's going to take a long, long time. And then you get on the Greyhound bus and then they take you to the actual shelter, which is like maybe like a 15 minute drive, which is a very long drive because you're around a lot of smelly people who stink so bad and you stink yourself, you know? Um, <laughs> at least after like a few days because like it's not like I have perfect hygiene like I'm still learning today like like I have not very good with it now of, like you know taking a shower every day you know <laughs> but when you're in that world you learn bad habits and like from there is this like I was there for a long time of like that same process of I was getting my shit together, though. Like, I, I went back to the EBT office. I forgot how I worked it out of, like, you know, proving that I am Paul Fraser, getting my EBT card again, doing all this shit. And then I went to, you know, like, the this one pastor guy. They brought me back to the back room. They, you know, signed me up. For uh, a permanent, or not permanent, but a a temporary, what is it called? Transitional housing. Transitional housing of, like, where I could live there, and they're going to help me get a job. And that was, like, all of my adult life has been so... Like you you only have like for me like I only have like maybe fourteen dollars in my bank account and then like the bank account gets into such a negative that I have to cancel the bank account and having such little money, having no support from anybody whatsoever, having no friends, having no family that it's like like um ha- Being in the homeless shelter and having them say, oh, we're going to get you free transitional housing was like, oh, yeah, you know, might as well go play the lottery. Oh, yeah, you can go ahead and win $300 million, right? Like, it felt like that, like, it's just so not there that it's like when I finally got the call like I literally ran like I ran for like, as long as my body could possibly go. And I remember sitting on the bus and not paying the toll. And then like him screaming at me of like, Oh, you have to get off the bus. Cause you're not paying. And I'm like, I'm just going to sit here until we go like, like seriously, like I need this opportunity. And like doing that, like it's so uncomfortable. Of, like, you know, getting off on the stop that I need to and then getting on the second bus. And then, like, walking up those stairs to meet with the guy of, like, the transitional housing. And, like, smelling like a dirty rut- rutabaga. Ugh, smelling like it was just gross. And. Like, them, like. I remember, like, you know, they asked me the questions again. Are you feeling suicidal? And, like, you know, at that point, I'm like, you know, like, I feel hopeful. I feel hopeful. And, uh, you know, I'm signing, like, a whole bunch of pieces of paperwork. And then, you know, having my bags with me and everything like that and being able to. I remember I, I will never forget that moment. Of like when I sat down and they said, this is going to, you know, it's like a shared room, but they're like, this is your room. And like sitting on that bed, that soft, cushiony bed and not having been able to lay on a bed for like years or whatever it was. And just crying my eyes out man It's like and and it took me a long time. I forgot how long I was in that transitional housing. But, you know, they have, like, the little shuttle vans. They're actually... It's just, like, a little minivan. And they bring you all the way down. Maybe it's, like, a 20-minute a drive to the, the, the job office. And, like, getting that job that I would work only, like, two days a week at this Walgreens. And, oh, my God, I hated that job so much. I hated it so much because, like, they would work you like a fucking mule. But it's like, I remember, oh, I remember getting that $200 check. I was like, I have money. 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 And, you know, obviously, you know, it kind of, like, a lot of it goes back into the job. Like, I you, 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 for that Walgreens, you have to just go to a Walmart and you buy a blue polo. And and you just go in there, and you wear your slacks, and you just work. And you, like, you you stock the shelves. And, oh, my God, it was so much work. But it got to a point where I, I did it my damn self of, like, you know, I'm only working two days a week, right? So it's like you have this homeless kid who is just hyper- it's like, and, and, you know, like, after a long, periodically amount of time, you know, like, I, I, I figured it out. I got my guard card again. I got my guard card. I got my guard card again. I got it. And I went on Craigslist. And, and I just got, just and it said, we were hiring on the spot. And I took that two-hour commute from the bus to the trolley to the train to the bus to the walking of the next five blocks. And I got that job, boy. I got that job, and I made that four-hour commute every single day. Every day. When the riots were going on and they had to close the bus, I just stayed out there. I just stayed out there in the cold. And I got my money. I got my money, I saved up $6,000, I bought my car, I bought a car, a 2007 Kia Spectra 5 that just started falling apart as soon as I bought it, and I got me a second job, I got me a second job working 16 hours a day My tire popped. I literally I I rode it on the rim to the there was no rim when I got back home. Back to the transitional housing. There was no rim left. Like it's got two lips on it. And I rode on the freeway. It was shaking so violently. I could have very easily slid off and killed somebody, but there was no other way back home. I had no tools. I, I know how to change a tire, but I couldn't because I ain't got no tools. So at 7 o'clock in the morning, as soon as I got home, I I went. I paid him the $10. He changed me, put my spare on, and the next day I went right back to work. I kept doing that, and, boy, I got me a 2020 Dodge. Challenger I traded that 2007 Kia Spectra 5 that piece of shit I traded it and I said you can have it I gave him like what $3,000 for a 2020 Dodge Challenger and then I realized where my future is going what I can kind of feel my intuition I realized that 2020 Dodge Challenger wasn't the right It was beautiful. It was like something I've never even seen before, having that brand new car. But I was like, fuck, we got to go bigger. And I know I always, like, I'm starting to realize that I know the right way for my life. So I went back to the dealer and I said, hey, I said, hey, take this car back. I want that truck. And boy, went ahead and put himself on a brand spanking new 2021 Ram 1500 Bighorn quad cab 6.4 foot bed. Like, I hate when people say, Oh, I come from the streets. It's like, motherfucking. Have you ever lived on them for a long-ass time? Like, I just don't like it when, like, these fucking people say, oh, I was homeless, and they're like, I'm like, oh, how long? And they're like, fucking, oh, two weeks. I mean, <laughs> I say, try for, like, in your your entire adult life. You know, but then I don't try to complain about it because I realize people who got kicked out at the age of 13 and they're like 30 years old now and they ain't complaining. So it's like everything, everything's so, it's too cliche nowadays. It's too cliche. Everything's too cliche for me to tell you of what I went through to, to make you know what I went through. It's like, there's no way that I could say of how, of how it's like horrific. Isn't like even like a, a strong enough word because it's not one situation It's, like, the amount of time of how long of me, like, being homeless. It's, like, man, it just changed me. It changed me to the point of, like, where I'm, like, it's not even worth trying to aspire to a different level anymore it's like it's not even worth it trying to do anything good for myself anymore because nothing's gonna work you know and it's just like i it's like i'm trying to wake up i'm trying to restart i'm trying to make myself understand that like once i like every single time that like I look at my truck. It's like it makes me feel so good because I didn't ask for a co-signer. I didn't ask my mommy or my daddy or my brothers to co-sign for me to get this truck. Nobody gave me the money for this truck. Like I got this truck from busting my Ass, and it feels so good because I know that. Like, say if someone just gave me this truck, it's like, yeah, oh my god, you know, look at that, Paul. Why do you need that big ass truck over there? You know, fucking. It's like, it's like I I never have to say, oh yeah, this was a gift, or oh yeah, this person helped me out. It's like, no, it was all Paul Frazier. It was all Paul. Like, every single little bolt on this truck was paid by your boy. Like, and that's that's why I want to be like a, a, a superstar because a lot of other superstars, they need other people. To put them on that pedestal, and it's just like when you look behind. It's like say, say, say you, you think of someone aspirational with a, a a crazy body, right? With like a six pack, huge biceps, and like you know, like you're getting enthralled about them. You, you know, you getting in the gym, you know, you looking at them. They're like, oh, they're so amazing, and they're super famous. Like, like um, I want to say Dwayne, but I don't want to put him on the spot. But like someone someone amazing, let's think of like, I don't know, let's say Logan Paul. I don't know. You see like, you know, like, and then you figure out, oh shit, he does steroids. And it's like, oh, it's not real. He needed help. It's like, I bring the most raw version of myself to people every single time. It's like Everything that you get, this, this will be me to the day that I die. It's like, I don't put on a facade. I have had a lot of problems in the past of where, like when I was on medication, some of my very first videos, I speak very cringy and very weird. And that was due to the medication of, like, I'm trying to mm, do a YouTube thing. And, like, like I don't know. That was just the thing that I had. So, like, I projected it. But it's just, like, now that I'm 100% off medication and my mind is clear and I'm a man... I have testosterone. I have the ability to build. I have the ability to, to make something. It's like before in the past when I got taught of that, there's no point in trying because no matter how hard you try, you will never achieve anything. Paul, you are going to be homeless Forever. Like me digging my hand in trash cans to find food. It's like, like, it's it. You're done. It's like, that was the narrative. That, that was it. That was, that was, that was my life. I'm just a homeless guy. But it's just like, I remember one person actually asked me, hey, why'd you get a truck? You know, um, and, you know, I didn't take it offensively or anything like that, but it's like, you know, I'm a bigger guy and, you know, driving like tiny little car is not the move for me. Um, but it's like, you know, I don't want to just fool on go with it again. And like, I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to be mature. I'm trying to. Like, like, I want to just be so excited about the future. Because like now I think that I can. I think that I can. I think that I can. I, I think that I can become famous. Like. And you know that's some bad connotations on it, but I think that I can become like a good role model for people. You know, say if I did get my diet on check, and like you know I did get sexy as hell and all this and that. Um, I don't know. I think that like because I know how good of a role model I would be for people, of like you know bring bring my raw self to the to the stage every day. You know, and um. Fuck the point is like, but it does all start from like actually working hard. And I think that's where I I need to kind of slap myself around a little bit and kind of, you know, get my dick in the dirt, you know, kind of go out there and like every single time that it is fully uncomfortable of like, fuck, I don't want to go to the gym But like, kind of like, like I'm not kind of like, oh, like a drill sergeant. Oh yeah, fucking like, get up, you know, like doing. It's like, nah, I ain't finna do all that shit because that's not gonna. It's not like long term. Like long, like I, 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 I'll be figuring out. Like I gotta slowly kind of rock myself into like working out. But it's like kind of like making like I take like a fucking hour to go from, like, I'm not going to the gym to being in the gym. So, like, I need that whole-ass hour to kind of, like, thaw out a little bit. And, like, I'm kind of, like, learning that thing. But at the end of the life, honestly... No, actually, like, if I don't... If I stay at this point for the rest of my life, I think I would be a little bit disappointed. So, less fucking... Go!